0: It's time to go into the Word of God this Sunday morning. We're continuing on the series, Soteria, Salvation Series. Let's bow ahead for a word of prayer. Supernatural Father, we ask that as we preach the word of your grace, Spirit of God, I ask that you transmit even this anointing, even this teaching um, to the hearts and the people, hearts of the people who are listening this Sunday morning and everyone watching all over the world in the name of Jesus, that at, at the end of this meeting, Christ will be revealed and indeed will come into the consciousness that we are powered by his life because he lives within us. He's not upon us. He's not by us. He's not with us. He's within us. That this revelation will be strong to the intent that Superman will gain expression through our lives and with our lives. In Jesus' matchless name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. So Acts makes it clear clear to us, the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12, that there's salvation in no other name. So there's no other name, there's no other one that can get you saved. You can only be saved by the power in the name of Jesus by believing in your heart, and confess him with your mouth. Romans ten ten. 10, believe in your heart um, that Jesus Christ died for you, and then you confess with your mouth. The Bible says with the heart, man believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto soteria, unto salvation. So you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. The, the, the teaching of salvation, like I've said, it's not just a newcomer's teaching, it's not a crusade message, it's not just a, a salvation, uh, leading somebody to Christ. It is the die of the believer is something that we must explore elucidate expound what is salvation what 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 is this package of salvation and you may be asking this morning what is salvation I'm glad to explain to you salvation is deliverance from the power of sin from the guilt of sin and from the judgment of sin salvation is deliverance from the power of sin from the guilt of sin and the judgment of sin so the the, the message of salvation is I, I'm no longer guilty message of salvation is God paid the price for me, so I'm delivered from the power of sin. Sin has no power over me. I'm delivered from the guilt of sin. I'm delivered from the judgment of sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, which is salvation, is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So you can only receive this gift of God, this gift of eternity, through Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the salvation package. Jesus coming into your heart, this is the salvation package. What is salvation? I'm glad you asked. Salvation is deliverance from eternal condemnation. Salvation is that you are delivered from eternal condemnation. For the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, it says, For God sent his son into this world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For God sent not his son into this world to condemn the world, but, but, but that the world through him might be saved. 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. So what brings condemnation to anybody's life is that you reject the message. You reject Jesus' salvation. So if you believe in Jesus, you are delivered from eternal condemnation. You cannot be condemned. Condemnation is not just a feeling, oh, I feel condemned. No, condemnation is a sentence. Romans chapter eight, verse verse one says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So you are not condemned. If you believe in the finished work on the cross of Calvary, I have good news for you this Sunday morning. You are not condemned. I don't care what you did. I don't care how you feel. God does not condemn you. For the Bible says, he sent not his son into this world to bring condemnation, but that the world through his son will be saved. He that believeth in Jesus is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. So take you to hell is not that you sin. What takes anybody to hell is that they refuse Jesus. It's the, re, it's the refuser and the rejection of Jesus that takes you to hell. Because you believe not on the Son of God, this is what brings condemnation to you. It's not what you do or do not do. It's what you believe that gives you eternal condemnation. What is salvation? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, salvation is not escapism. Uh, salvation is not God trying to snatch you out of earth into heaven. Salvation, what I'm trying to say, brethren, is salvation is not heaven at last. Salvation is heaven at first. Salvation is God has brought heaven into your heart. That's the message of salvation. That God has brought heaven into the hearts of men. There's heaven in your heart. If Jesus is in your heart, heaven is no more greater than Jesus. Jesus is the factor that makes heaven what heaven is. Jesus is, the, is is heaven within you. So God, by the gift of salvation, is not giving you heaven at last. No, he's giving you heaven at first. For the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter two, verse five and six, Ephesians two, verse five and six, it says, for when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ by grace, are ye saved, so the grace of God has brought soteria salvation sozo and so tired into your heart. And the Bible says, and had raised us up verse 6 together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did you see that? So salvation is not heaven at last. Salvation is heaven at first. Salvation is God has brought heaven to you. Salvation is not escapism. God is not trying to snatch you out of the earth. God is trying to bring heaven into your life. So if you are saved and you have accepted Jesus, good news, heaven is in your heart. Heaven comes into your space. Heaven comes into your home. Heaven comes into your business. Heaven comes into your car. Heaven comes into your room. Heaven comes into your career. Heaven comes into to your business. Heaven comes into everything that concerns you because you have received heaven and you are carrying heaven within you. What is salvation? I'm glad you ask. Salvation means to be born again. So anytime you hear somebody is born again, it means that salvation has entered into the person's heart. Salvation has come into your life. That means you are born again. John chapter 3, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Marvel not that I say unto you that you must be born again. Then the Bible says, he that is born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you receive um, salvation, you become born born of the spirit and then that's how you are born again, you are born again, First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, the Bible also says in 1 Peter 1 verse 23 be born again not of corruptible sperm but incorruptible sperm by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever, so once you are born again, guess what brethren you are born again by the sperm of God because God's word is God's sperm for production, so when you receive salvation by opening the womb of your faith and receiving the sperm of God's word. Guess what? God's DNA lives inside of you. God's DNA, God's life lives inside of you. That's what what it means to be born again. You are born of the spirit. You are born. You you are not natural. You carry the DNA. You carry the sperm. You carry the very life of God within you. You carry the DNA. You carry the sperm. You carry the very life of God within you. What What does it mean to be born again? Being born again is not give your life to Jesus. I hear this all the time come to Jesus, give your life to Jesus, no being born again is accept Jesus into your heart because you have no life to give to Jesus if you are not saved, the Bible says you are dead in sin, Is accept life into your heart, John chapter 1 verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of man in him was life and the life was the light of man in him was life and the life was the light of man, John ten ten. the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So when you receive Christ, guess what you have? You have received life into your heart. So salvation is not giving your heart and your life to Christ. Salvation is accepting Christ into your heart. It's accepting life into your life. This is why the salvation message cannot be materialism. It cannot be come to Jesus and it will give you a car. Come to Jesus and it will give you house come to jesus and they will give you money people have money without jesus People have cars without Jesus. People have houses without Jesus. How do you preach that message in Beverly Hills, California with somebody who owns maybe four million dollars, um, billion dollars to his to his name, has a house in millions of dollars? How do you preach that message in a world where, you know, it's not, it's not the third world country with all the struggles that you have to deal with? Salvation message is not a Nigerian message. It's a global message. It is for everybody. It's for the rich man in Beverly Hills, California. It's for the guy who is in the suburbs of jewel. Legba or Mafoluko, um, or wherever the suburbs are in Africa. It's the same message that if you come to Jesus, he will give you life. So I don't care what you drive. I don't care what you own. I don't care what you have in your back account. I don't care if your name is on Forbes list. If you do not have Jesus, you are dead. Salvation is life has come into your heart. Life has come. In. This is the message of salvation that makes the poor man feel like the most wealthier. The, the wealthiest person in the world and makes even though the man who's a billionaire now come to the knowledge of Jesus and his money is of no value because when you see Jesus money loses value because when you see Christ money loses value salvation message is Jesus has come into your heart salvation message is Jesus has come into your life salvation message is come to Jesus and you will have life And you will not just have life, um, normal life, you have abundant life. For the thief command not but to steal, kill and to destroy. John, John 10, 10, I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Abundant life is life in quality, is life in quantity, life in accelerated velocity, life in eternity, life that is limitless, boundless. This is the life of God inside of you. Once you accept Jesus into your heart, I need you to know you are now powered. By his life. That is exactly what I want us to interrogate this morning. The logic of the scriptures is not man trying to be God. The logic of the scriptures is that God became man. Evagrius, one of the old fathers of the faith, said the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men will become sons of God. So the logic of the scripture is not the man trying to be God. The logic of the scripture is that God has come and has tabernacled in man. Not just with man, not by man. It is Christ in you. The logic of the scripture is God in you. Salvation is not God and man salvation is not God with man salvation is God in man and man in God the logic of the scripture is as God has become man and God is living in you that is powerful God is dwelling in you this is powerful This, this is the salvation message that I am now powered by his life I am not powered by my emotions. I'm not powered by the support system of our country. I'm not powered by your endorsement, whether you like me or you do not like me. I'm not powered by whether you feel like I'm looking good today or I'm not looking good today. I am powered. I'm strengthened by his life because he lives in me. This is the logic of the scriptures. This is the message of the scriptures. This is the message of salvation. This is the message of the gospel that is not God and man, is not God with man, is God in man and man in God. Hallelujah. Ain't you glad this morning that sitting in your couch, maybe under your duvet, maybe you're driving, or maybe you just watch me. I don't know what you're doing. That whatever you're doing right now, just looking at this preacher, what I'm saying to you this Sunday morning is that God is inside of you. This is power. I'm a fool. This is, this is what brings true satisfaction. It's not the car you drive. It's not the house you live in. Cars, houses, wealth, a beautiful wife is good, but nothing compares to Jesus. He's the gift that keeps on giving and the cup that never runs dry. Like a wound that won't heal, like a heart that won't mend, like a bride and the altar without the groom. Our life is meaningless without Jesus. Jesus is the life that we live. It's not the alat that makes you happy. It's Jesus that gives real joy not fake smile jesus gives real joy and not fake smile this is the message of the gospel that you're not concerned about what this what NCDC is saying what the cbn governor is saying is that you're just excited you have joy because this joy the world being given to you the world can take it away from you jesus gives real joy and not fake smiles because your life is now powered by his life, I don't know about you, I am so excited today, I feel a strong anointing of the Lord right here in the studio and I'm hoping it it transmits to you in your house and you feel this overwhelming joy within your soul that Christ now lives in the inside of me. I am supernatural. I'm a superman. Christ lives inside. I'm able to go through the tears and the wears, the hustle and the bustles because Christ lives inside of me. I'm able to go through the the pandemic because Christ is in me. And this is the hope of glory. Colossians chapter one, verse 27. Let's interrogate, powered by his life. Colossians one, verse 27. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians 1:27 says to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles it is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you did you see that the hope of glory Christ in you it's not Christ with you is not Christ and you? Is Christ is in you, the Anointed One, and all His anointing lives with inside of you. I don't know about you. This is this is good news. I don't know what bet, better news you can ever have. That Christ lives in you. Like I said to you, the gospel is not God and man. Is not man with God. Is God in man? And because God is in man man now has access to come into god his intimacy into you see into me see is that you have given me access because you became me so that i can come as you before the father this is the message of the gospel this is powerful this is powerful i won't be long this morning just stay with me let's see Colossians 1:27 in the message translation in the message translation God wanted everyone to know God wanted everyone not just Jews to know the rich and glorious secret can you imagine this is a glorious secret this is not a regular secret this is a glorious secret inside and out regardless of your background regardless of your religious standing he just wants everybody to know everybody needs to know this the mystery in a nutshell, the mystery in a nutshell is just this Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. This, that is the substance of our message. So, the substance of the message of salvation is Christ is in me. Christ is in me. This is the substance. This is the core of the message of salvation is that Christ is in me. I am a superman. Christ is in me. I am victorious. Christ is in me. I am a champion. I am more than a conqueror. Christ is in me. This is the message of the scripture. I'm so excited. Some mornings I just wake up in the morning And it's just the joy. So Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ, I'm just so excited. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. So, you, 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 you and, and this makes your your devotion very beautiful because you wake up just thanking Him. Thank you, Jesus, for You are in me. Thank you for You are in me, glorified. But I'm in You, justified. And this union is beautiful. Christ is in me, so I am powered by His life. I am powered by his life. I am not what I do. I am not what I feel. I am not what people think I am. I am who God says I am. In spite of what they think I am. I am who God says I am. For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for me. That I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is the message of the gospel in a nutshell. This is the message of salvation in a nutshell. That Christ is in me let's see Colossians 1 27 I want us to read it in the passion translation thank you Holy Spirit for your grace thank you because you are in us can you just wherever you are watching this message just take 10 seconds and say Father thank you for you are in me thank you because I am not alone Thank you because I'm not alone. Friends may walk out of me, walk out from me, walk out on me, but guess what? You are in me. So you are all I need. You are in me. And so you are all I need. You are in me. And so you are all I need. The Passion Translation says, living within you. That is, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasured chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it So, Passion Translation says, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. It's the same thing. Living within, not not with me, not by me, but living within me is Christ. Christ is living within me. This is the expectation of glory. That means I carry the glory of God. That's beautiful. I carry the very glory of God. Do you know that? That I carry the very glory of God. So we are not of them who sing, you are the Lord, that is your name. You will never share your glory with anyone. No, God is not sharing his glory with me. He has given me his glory. Christ is in me. So I carry the very glory of God. The glory of God is not more more glorious than Christ. For Christ is the full expression of the glory of God. So I'm not of them who sing, Oh, you are the Lord, that is your name. I don't want to share the Lord's glory. No, God is not intimidated with me carrying his glory because he already gave me Jesus and Jesus lives inside of me. So I carry the glory of God. For the Bible says he has put this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency would be of God and not of man. So God is not trying to share his glory. With me, God has given me His glory, hallelujah! For Christ is in me. Let's say this in the, the New Living Translation, the Living Translation, the New Living Translation NLT. He said, For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you, Gentiles, too, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So you carry the glory of God because Christ lives inside of you. Christ lives inside. So your life is powered by his glory. Powered by his life. Because you carry Christ within you. This should make you feel special. Just in case you think you're natural, you're not natural. Once you move out tomorrow morning, you get back to work or you are trying to enjoy the holiday, just relax knowing that Christ is in me. That means if you throw me in the fire, I will come out from the fire. More than Shadrach, Meshach and the bad Negro. No, I come out better. If you throw me in the flood, my lifeguard works on water and he's within me. I'm not going to drown. If you put me in the fire, Jesus is the fourth man in the fire. He lives within me. I'm going to come out of the fire. I'm going to come out of the flood because Christ lives inside of me. Hallelujah. So we're not of them who saying, you are the Lord, that is your name, we never share your glory. No, we carry the glory of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The, this treasure is in essence, vessel. So, God decided to put His glory inside of me. This is a mystery. This is a glorious mystery. That, as, as flawed as I am sometimes or can feel sometimes, guess what? I still carry the glory of God. My mistake does not diminish His glory, it is His glory that gives me value in spite of my shortcomings. This is powerful. This is the message of the gospel. Christ lives inside of you. John chapter seventeen. I just want to show you that your life is powered by the glory of God. You carry the very glory of God. John chapter seventeen. John chapter seventeen. I want to show you something. John seventeen verse twenty-two to twenty-three. Maybe I just read verse twenty-two. John chapter seventeen, verse twenty-two. I want you to see this. John seventeen twenty-two. This is Jesus speaking. You would never sing that song again. You are the Lord, that is your name. You will never share your glory with any man. No! You carry the glory of God. For you have this treasure in earthen vessel. Christ in you is the hope of glory. You are powered by his life. Christ lives inside of you. There is no glory more glorious than Jesus that is inside of you. God has no greater glory than his son, Jesus, and he lives inside of you. So you carry the very glory of God within you. Say amen in your home. John 17 verse 22. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Did you see that Jesus speaking? (laughs) <laughs> and then call so bro- Did you see that? Jesus is saying, Father, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to flourish. Put your name there. It says, Father, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to the logic church. I have given to the logic nation that they may be one, even as we are one. The glory that you have given me, I have given it to flourish. I've given it to the logic nation. I've given it to logic church so they may know that we are one. So you carry the very glory of God. Jesus speaking. This is not Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul elucidated this verse. But this is Jesus speaking in his prayer in John chapter 17. He says, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them that the world may know. So the same glory that God gave to his son, he gave it to flourish. I carried the glory of God. I carried the sychanal of God. I carried the shekinah, the glory of God. The glory of God, I carried it. You must know, you must notice and make this declaration. Can we make this declaration? Say in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you because I am saved and you live in me. I carry the glory of God. Ah, thank you for your glory is in my heart. Your glory is within me. So I pray that the glory of God will shine, shine forth in my house, in my home, in my business, in everything that concerns me. I decree that the glory of God is released in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you for your glory, Lord. We thank you for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for your glory, Jesus. Thank you for your glory, Jesus. Thank you because we carry the glory of God. And this is important for you to know that Christ, you, you, you are powered by his life. I usually would say this that the most interesting thing I found in the gospel. Is trying to be like Jesus without Jesus. It's trying to be like God without God. And I've said to you already that the logic of the scripture is not man trying to be God. Is that God became man. God became man. And so no man can live the Christian life. No bishop, pope, doctor, deacon, apostle, prophet, evangelist can live the Christian life. Only Christ can live his life through us. Only Christ can live the Christian life. So how do you live the Christian life? By letting Christ live his life through your life. So how do you live the Christian life? By letting Christ live his life through your life. That's how you live the Christian life. Is that you let Christ live his life through your life. Galatians chapter two. Galatians 2 verse 20. I'm going to show you that and then. We'll wrap it, we'll wrap it to, to a close. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nonetheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by the fate of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Did you see that? I'm crucified with Christ. Nonetheless, I live. But it's not I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. This is how to live the Christian life. is let Christ live his life through your life. That's the only way to live the Christian life. Let Christ live his life through your life. That's the only way to live the Christian life. The message translation says, what actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God and it didn't work. Message translation, Galatians chapter two. I start from verse 19. I'm doing 19 and 20 in the message translation. 19 and 20 in the message translation. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God and it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be be God's man. You can't be a lawman and God's man at the same time. You can't live your life for Christ with the law. No, the law can't bring you into the place where you live a life for Christ. It is Christ living his life through your life that gives you access to everything that is in Christ Jesus. So let Christ live his life through your life because you can live the Christian life on your own. We continue reading. Verse 20 in the message translation, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it have you ever found people who say do not just give me the fish teach me how to catch the fish this is beyond that this is he did not just teach you how to catch the fish he enabled you to do that he says Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it I identified myself completely with him indeed I have been crucified with Christ my ego is no longer central It is no longer important that I I appear righteous before you. So Paul is saying, I'm not trying to please you. I'm not trying to impress you. I don't need your opinion. It is no longer important that I appear righteous um, before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. So Paul is saying, I'm not trying to impress God because Christ already impressed God for me. So I'm already loved by God. I'm not trying to impress God. I'm already impressed by God. God is already impressed with me rather because I am in Christ so Christ impressed God for me and every time I come before God I come with the life of Christ so God sees me as Christ and I'm already accepted in the beloved for he said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased so I'm already accepted in the beloved so I'm not trying to please God because God is already pleased with me Aren't you glad that our God is not a deity that needs to be appeased but the loving father who's already well pleased Christ lives in me, continuing the verse. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is how to live the Christian life, is to understand that your life is powered by his life. Your life is powered by his life. That he's he's living in you. He's living in you. Is let Christ live his life through your life. That's how to live the Christian life. No man can live the Christian life. No bishop, no pope, no general overseer, no daddy Gio, no mommy Gio, no apostle, no prophet. Nobody can live the Christian life. Only Christ can live his life through your life. So let Christ live his life through your life. Let's see this in the Passion Translation. My own identity has been co crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. So he said, The nails of the cross crucified me with him. So the gospel is not just that Christ died for you, it's that Christ died as you. You need to you need to get this. This is very powerful. It's not that just Christ died for you, is that Christ died as you. So when Christ was crucified, you were crucified with him. When he died, you died with him. When he resurrected, he raised you up to and you're seated in Christ in heavenly places. This is the message of the gospel. That he did not just do it for you, he did it as you. Oh, that's powerful. Identification. I read the the, the Passion Translation again. The old identity, my old identity has been co-crucified with with Messiah, and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him, and now the essence of the life, of the new life, is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me, the anointed one lives his life through me, I'm going to say that one more time, the anointed one lives his life through me, and we live in union as one, my new life is empowered by the face of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. That's how Passion Translation puts it. So it's no longer I who lives, it's Christ is living me. So if you want to live the Christian life, you want to live a better life, you want to grow in the spirit, guess what? This is simple. Let life, le- let, let life live his life through you. That's powerful because Jesus is life. So let life live his life through your life. Let Jesus live his life through your life. Let life live his life through your life. For the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men will become sons of God is that God became man for us, so that man can become God. So let Christ live his life through your life. Spiritual maturity is letting Christ live his life, not your emotions, not your feelings, not your proclivities. Just let Jesus live his life through your life. That is spiritual maturity. But did you see something there? It says, for the anointed one lives... His life through me. We live in union as one. The anointed one lives in me. So we are not of them who seeing anointing fall on me. Anointing is not falling on you. Anointing is within you because the anointed one with all his anointing lives inside of you. The power of the Holy Ghost is not falling upon you, is within you. We talked that last week, that you are powered by the Spirit. That The Spirit of God lives within you. So anointing doesn't fall on the believer. Anointing dwells in the believer. Oh, that's powerful. So I'm not waiting for the anointing to come. I carry the anointed. Did you see that? That's what the uh, the Passion Translation says here. It says, for the anointed one lives his life through me. So you are anointed. So I don't need 10 liters of the anointing oil on my head or a mantle or somebody to lay hands or blow breeze on me before I know that I'm anointed. I know that I'm anointed because the anointed one with all his anointing leaves within me, I don't know who you are, tap your neighbor in your room where you stand and just tell the neighbor, watch out, I'm anointed, be careful how you talk about me because I'm anointed, I may not be the pastor but I'm anointed when the Bible says, touch not my anointed, it was not just talking to the pastor it was not just talking to the bishops, it was talking to the believer, touch not my anointed do my prophet no harm, every child of God is the anointed because the anointed and the anointing and all. Oh, the anointed of God lives inside of you his name is Jesus Christ Christos the anointed is within you so every time they say touch not my anointed he's talking about you too as a believer you are the anointed of God no harm is permitted to befall you no plague can come nigh your dwelling the Bible says they moved from one city to another one nation to another nation and suffered no man to do them harm he rebuked kings for their sake saying touch not my anointed And do my prophet no harm. You are the anointed of the Lord. I know you may not have come through an ordination. They may have not laid hands on you. Or pour 10 liters of the anointing. Goya oil on your head and tap you. Or put a priest collar. A clerical collar on your neck. But guess what? My friend Jesus lives inside of you. He is the anointed one. So you are anointed. I don't know who you are this Sunday morning. I want to remind you. No chain can stand. No no yoke can stand in your space. No demon. No barrier. No evil. No harm can come near you. Why? Because you are anointed. I prophesy to you this Sunday morning in the name of he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that matchless name of Jesus we decree and declare that over your life and your business and everything concerns you, concerning you, you will experience the anointed one and all is anointing in your space because you are anointed. The anointed one lives inside of you. You carry the very glory of God. 1 John chapter 2 verse 27. I bring this to a close. 1 John chapter 2 verse 27. 1 John chapter 2 verse 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received, did you see that? Abides in you. It says, but the anointing which you have received of him, abided, anointing is not coming upon you, it is abiding with you. Christ is the anointed one. And it lives inside of you. Christ is the anointed one and he lives on the inside of you. The anointed one lives within you. So I don't know who you are. You are anointed. For the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So child of God, you have life in quality. You have life in quantity. You have life in eternity. So you have the life of God inside of you. You are a superman. You are a superman. You are like Paul when he shook the viper back into the fire. Because the anointed one and all his anointing was inside of him. So I dare you to shake some things back into the fire. What do you know? What do you think that the Bible was saying in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4? That whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So you are an overcomer because the superman lives on the inside of you. Because the champion, your defeated champion of the world lives inside of you do you know who lives inside of you he's the bread and the stone is the fire and the water is the lion and the lamb is the pillar of fire by night the pillar of cloud by day his name is Jesus in him you live in him you move in him you have your being. the superman lives inside of you greater is Jesus that is in you than COVID the virus the storms that is out there in the world this is the understanding the believer must, must have and must work in this revelation and in this reality that you know what I am anointed of God. I am born of God. I'm anointed of God. I am going to overcome. I'm coming out out of the storm. I'm coming out victoriously because the anointed one and all his anointing lives inside of me. My life is powered by his life. My life is powered by his life. This is what makes it impossible for a child of God to be possessed because the life of God now lives inside of you. Jesus lives inside. The child of God cannot be possessed. You may be oppressed. You may be uh, um, suppressed. Uh, oppressed you can be obsessed out of ignorance but possession no because Jesus lives inside of you but once you come into the revelation for my people perish for lack of revelation lack of knowledge once you come into this revelation no devil can possess you oppress you abuse you anymore I dare you to wake up every day I don't care what you dreamt last night just wake up by the morning and say you know I am not possessed I'm not oppressed I have no spirit husband I have none of this stupidity no 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 Christ lives inside of me Christ's life is inside of me. Everything that is in Christ shows up in my life. Everything that is not in Christ gets out of my life. Everything that is in Christ shows up in my life. The Bible says he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am the healed of the Lord. So the healing power lives within you. The healer is within you. So I command your body to be healed. Now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, I speak to your soul, your spirit, your body. I declare that there is rejuvenation. Nation, for if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body it shall quicken your mortal body I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that Christ lives inside of you so let Christ live his full blown life through your life I decree in the name of Jesus because you are powered by his life no weapon fashion against you will be able to prosper every tongue that rise up against you is hereby condemned because Christ lives inside of you I decree that the lines are falling unto you on pleasant places that indeed you have a goodly heritage that you come out a champion, you come out victorious that you come with the understanding that I'm not powered by my emotions I'm not powered by my feeling. I'm not powered by the godfather, I'm not powered by my uncle I'm powered by his life his life is within me, in him I live in him I move, in him I have my being, Christ in me I have the glory of God inside of me God has given me his glory God has given me his anointing, God has given me his son, God has given me his life you need to be excited this morning that my life is powered by his life and his life is eternal so nothing can take your life. Nothing can cut your life short because you have eternal life living inside of you. You should be excited. This is the message of the gospel that we are powered by his love. You are powered by his spirit and you are powered by his life. His life is living within you. Christ is in you for you are not a physical being having a spiritual experience you are a spirit being having the physical experience so i am not flourish trying to experience jesus i am jesus in flourishes experience so you must understand that as a believer you are christ working for the bible says as he is So are we even in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. So Christ is in you. This is the hope of glory. I want to pray with everyone watching this morning. If you have not accepted Christ into your life, you cannot share in the joy that we share. Jesus gives real joy and not fake smile. Jesus gives real life. You are dead without Jesus. I want to pray with you this morning. Can you just say after me, Lord Jesus, I accept you today into my heart. As my Lord and Savior, come into my heart. I believe that you died for me. I believe you resurrected for my justification. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me my sins. Thank you. With my heart, I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth, I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you pray that salvation prayer, send us a DM, uh, send us a mail, hello at thelogicchurch.org. I want to personally pray with you, invite you to the um, to the foundation class of the Logic Church, hand you over to somebody who will disciple you, mentor you in the teaching of God's grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But everyone at home there who have heard the word of God, I want to encourage you to give, to worship the Lord which you're giving. Give sacrificially, give. We're still responding to believers who are stranded even in the COVID season. It's amazing what we're doing, but God is our strength. God is our source. And we're excited that we're able to do this. But please, I pray that you give, give uh, bountifully, give generously to the work of this ministry. As you do, be sure that God will keep opening channels because if God can send the money through you, He will keep sending it to you because he knows that you are a channel to receive and you are a channel to dispense into the kingdom. God bless you. Until I come your way on Wednesday um, evening, 6 p.m. or morning, koinonia, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. on the IG Live of the Logic Church. Never forget, God loves you more than the devil hates you. It's your boy, Pastor Flourish from the Logic Church. Peace, have a flourishing week ahead. Blessings.